Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Steeler fans, hey, 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 it is Monday. This is the final hangover of no hangover. This means that football is on the horizon for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they play Thursday night. So three nights from now, you are going to be tuning in to the Cowboys and the Steelers, the Hall of Fame game from Canton, Ohio. And behind the still curtain.com is going to be talking so much about it. Wow, you're going to get all your Pittsburgh Steelers news, commentary, everything from that game and beyond. And welcome to The Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You could call me bad. Tony Julius Defio is on the line as well, TJD, and the one and only Shannon White. He told me his middle name, and I forgot it already. So I'm just going to Shannon Arthur White. No. No? Yeah. Shannon Tiberius White. No, no, that's no, the, Edward. Shannon Edward ah. White. That's, that's right. Because I called you Ted, and you're like, I don't like that. All right. <laughs> so, SEW. We got so in the house. And mm-hmm. before I get started, we got so much to talk about. I've got to welcome. This is our new tradition here. It's first guy in, Cam Troy. Cam yeah. Troy wins the award for being the first one in. So congratulations, Cam Troy, and everybody else hanging out with us tonight. We do appreciate you. Thank you so much. What's goody to all of you? Uh, problem. There is a handsome devil on the show here. And Thanks. you're welcome, Tony. And it's in the background of one Mr. Shannon Edward White's house. 
Who is that? Is that your son? That picture in the background? Oh, this adventure? <laughs> yeah. That you asked for? <laughs> yeah, that I asked for, actually. I, you're, ru you're ruining my setup. Who is that? Wow, that look at that a, guy. A young, very young me. Shannon Which, White, a young Shannon White, circa, what, 1989? Uh, look at 88, those dimples. 88? Yep. All right, wow, check that out. I'm going to have to find there? mine. Yeah. And there's no there's no Tony on record because there's a rumor that that there actually is no Tony Julius Defio that uh, the real Tony Julius is in the uh, witness protection program and Tony's an imposter. This guy here, so we're not sure if there is a senior picture. Well, there, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I I basically didn't exist in high school, so you could get away with that story. <laughs> oh man, that stinks. <laughs> you you would have been my buddy if we were in high school. I we would have hung out. Well, I, I appreciate that. You. I appreciate it. We would, I, I mean, the, the ladies would be loving uh, BD and TD. I'll tell you that. That picture proves one thing that being a Steeler fans in the 90s was rough on me. <laughs> <laughs> that well, was a great run, but it, it, it always ended poorly. It always ended poorly. <laughs> Neil O'Donnell did that to this man. That's right. He did. That's, right. He did. That's why he can't talk about it to this day. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Do you see what Keevan Henry can do to a man? That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're we're having so much fun today. I'm going to show off my uh, jersey here in honor of Presley Harvin the third. I've got my Presley Harvin the third jersey number six. So I'm all ready to go. You guys aren't going to out me on that one. Well, I mean, uh, he's. I Your think he's got the team made. Away. He's got the team made because I think uh, you know. Everybody wants Jordan Berry, you know, back to Australia. So I think, uh, I think it's a safe one. You can change the name on the back. So uh, it'll be it, fine. Oh, so you're you're gonna you definitely are gonna out me on it. No, it's not a Presley Harvin the third jersey. I wish it was. It's a Hodges jersey. I was the guy, the only guy that bought the Duck Hodges jersey way back two years ago. So um, yeah, I I remember being at that game with uh, you and uh, Dave, and all, I saw all the Duck hats. So I'm sure there's others out there. Yeah, I, I was shirt a couple weeks ago. Remember. Oh yeah, you you yeah, had the duck T-shirt. Yeah. I was the idiot that bought the jersey. So, <laughs> like Tony Soprano would say, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" So, uh, let's let's do it. So, uh, lots of stuff going on. The Steelers uh, day ten practice number ten of camp. Make sure you check out Jeff Hartman on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com on the podcast platform, who did the uh, training camp daily update. Uh, when every time they have practice, so there's one on there today. He will also have the Mike Tomlin press conference wrap up tomorrow after the uh, noon podcast, actually, the noon uh, press conference. So that's exciting. Everything Steelers you are getting here at BTSC, we actually take you behind the steel curtain. So, with that being said, gentlemen. Lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff to talk about, but I want to talk about another team and another quarterback before we get started. Another former Pennsylvania quarterback, I guess you could call him. They used to call this state up east, over in the east, Pennsylvania, and now he's in Indianapolis, and he's got an injury, Shannon White. What is that injury? I think it's a Liz Frank foot injury. Liz Frank. Now, yeah. was she related to Anne Frank? A distant relative. Okay. So I was probably a tasteless joke. I do apologize. <laughs> but the Liz Frank injury with, with a foot is, uh, you know, 
it could be five to 12 weeks, Tony. So that begs the question. Every time somebody gets hurt from somewhere else, Steeler fans look at the roster and say, hey, who could we unload that we're not using? Do you feel that there's a Steeler that could possibly be heading to Indianapolis if they can get a deal made? Talking about Mason Rudolph, the backup quarterback. He's under contract, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're looking for somebody who's, who's uh, who, who could maybe start start in the NFL. He started back in, what, 10 games back in 2019. Played a few games last year. What do you think they can get for him? Shannon White, you said something before we went on. Go ahead. Well, I think a, a fourth rounder would be to try to recoup some of the the draft capital they've lost. They've used on, you know, draft days in recent years. And, um, you know, if they would offer a fourth rounder, the Steelers depended on Haskins and what they think of how he's playing, and uh, they would have to at least consider it. Would I they really get a fourth on that? I think. Tony? Go ahead. Your thoughts. Um, I, I'd say probably maybe maybe a little bit lower than that. But I have a question for you guys. Because based on his pedigree, and if, if, if Wentz is down for any period of time, and the fact that the Colts are a pretty good team all around, what about what about what if, what if they get super excited about Haskins and, and want to bring him in? And and because he's already he's a f- first round pick and he started in a league for what a year and a half. So uh, what about you think they might be able to fetch something for him, like a higher draft pick? That would all depend on what he does in the first couple of weeks. And that's probably, there's not time for that, but I, I like what you're thinking. Cause I mentioned Haskins as well. Um, you know, that's when Kevin Colbert would need to sell a bill of goods and put its <laughs> sales hat on and say, Oh man, he's tearing it up in camp. You should send somebody down, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can do something like that. Um, Andrew Wilbar says, I think they want to see what they have in Easton though. That's fine, but remember, this is not to start. Eason could be the guy that you want to see to start, but you you don't have Jacoby Brissett. He's a Miami Dolphin now. The guy's not there anymore. You need to add to that quarterback room. Look when Nick Foles went down for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars at the beginning of 2019, and look what they had to do there. They went out and they traded for Joshua Dobbs. And they traded a fifth rounder for it. So that's, that's, will Mason get a lot? I would think that a four would be awesome because they gave away a four in the louder milk trade. I think that's a little ambitious though. I think you could get a five, even if you got a six, even if you got a six out of a, a guy like Mason Rudolph, that's not the worst thing in the world. But I would love to see a four or five, but I don't even know if that's going to happen. There might be other guys on the list as well, but I'm sure that the Colts are going to be shopping. Yeah, all you have to do is have the Colts management read our behind the still curtain comment threads. Yeah. And they will see how many people believe in Rudolph and think he's the second yeah. coming. And the Colts aren't telling what their offers. Well, if they did that, they'd probably uh, get- – <laughs> Offer a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's only half of them. <laughs> That's right. Half of them uh, believe in him. I'm telling you. Now Steelers Pittsburgh says getting rid of Mason is a mistake. You know, I, I get that. But when this happens, you you kind of think of what you can get on the 
other end and you think of somebody like Dwayne Haskins and if he could be the real deal then you you've got a wealth of quarterbacks but we just don't know because we're not in camp right now to we're not in that room to know exactly they know better than we do so if you see them shopping a guy like Rudolph then you would you would know that they're high on Dwayne Haskins so that that's right. probably what would tell the tale, but I haven't heard anybody talk about trading Rudolph. This is just we've invented this. The three of us invented this before right. we came on. Right. So, but it's something that happens all the time when these things happen. So you think about it. I remember Tony remembers. Both of us uh, are still feeling the sting of finding out that Bruce Gradkowski was going to be. Uh, was injured right at the beginning of camp. I believe it was right around August 1st. Yeah, because it was the trading deadline for the Pirates too. Right. And what happened, uh, we wrote articles about the possibility of uh, Mason, excuse me, the possibility of Michael Vick coming to Pittsburgh. And boy, they weren't happy. The masses weren't happy. You should have seen some of the emails we got, Shannon White. It, it was pretty mm-hmm. ugly. Um, but that's you go out and looking and nobody was bringing in Michael Vick to be the starter, but mm-hmm. they were bringing him in for depth at that time to be the backup. So it, it was a, it's pretty interesting. Those things happen all the time when we're talking about this. So let's look at some other things. We're looking at camp. We're talking about what's going on in camp and there's expectations guys in camp when you have guys like Cam Hayward on your team and Ben Roethlisberger and TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, you have ex- even Najee Harris. There's expectations that these guys are going to be good. They're going to carry the team. Then there's the guys that are on the team fighting for the 53-man roster that have been on the 53-man roster, but where we've already written off. When I say we, we as fans and the media somewhat, have gone around and said, you know, Zach Gentry's garbage. I mean, he's gone. He's as good as gone. They're they're looking at everybody else. I don't think Zach Gentry's garbage. I haven't seen enough of him to know. When they drafted him in 2019, Tony, what was the word that was associated with him when he was drafted? He was a former quarterback out of Michigan, and then he was a tight end. What did they say? It's the P word. Project. He was a project. He was a project. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was somebody who took a flyer on in the fifth round, basically. Shannon White, when you get a project, you got to give them some time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it surprises me. I'll be honest, because uh, part of the problem with being six eight and starting your collegiate career as a quarterback, uh, you know, is to add enough mass, muscle, functional strength to play tight end. Um, and because he's going to struggle to get leverage. Now, he has the length and the reach that he can jam guys and block, you know, keep them, uh, you know, away from him if he can develop enough functional strength. But I wouldn't expect anything at all out of him this year. And I'll be totally honest about it. And it's very encouraging to hear all the good reports coming out of camp thus far. And Robert Doc Holiday 66 Sadler says Gentry has been doing well in camp mm-hmm. on blocking and has been catching well. Yeah, there's a lot of big things. So that's a guy that 
we weren't looking for a week ago. Mm. Now, when this game comes up on on Thursday night, we're going to be looking for number eighty one. Mm-hmm. I I have a feeling they're going to be going to this guy too. So he's probably he's probably going to be the main option. You're going to see a little bit of Muth. You're probably not going to see much of. Uh, you're not. You're probably not going to see too much of Ebron at all. You know, Dax Raymond's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought in another tight end, but gosh, that doesn't give this guy much time to see action. He just came in on Friday, so you know you could possibly see a lot of number eighty-one there. So I can't wait to see him. That's mm-hmm. great. So this is the number one guy that I think of when we talk about players that the Steelers can possibly count on this year. When I say count on, count on to make the 53-man roster, count on in a reserve role, mm-hmm. count on that weren't being counted on. Actually, never been counted on. These guys never been counted on before, especially when you're a project. So I love it that they have a they have a guy that the project might be paying off. This doesn't mean that he's going to be a superstar. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. All it means is that He's in the equation and he's not being written off. We could pull him back because everybody was writing this guy off. Yeah, I mean, this is what this is where you'd find number three tight ends. I mean, I think that's 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 where we're you know a, f- a fifth round pick, a guy who used to be a quarterback, like 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 Shannon said, he had to kind of develop his body, find the functional strength to to, to make it at the pro level. And now, you know, he, he's starting to make waves in camp as a as a blocker, if nothing else. And who knows? You can't put a ceiling on anybody, as far as I'm concerned. A guy that 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 unproven, maybe he'll go on to become a very decent pass catching tight end. And again, if I'm not a star, who knows? Again, he, <laughs> you never know. But but I mean, this is where you find your number three tight end. So uh, guys like this. So I, I'm excited to see what he can do on Thursday against the Cowboys. Andrew Wilbar says, if Gentry looks even okay, Alfredo Roberts <laughs> should be assistant coach of the year and be the top <laughs> HC candidate for teams in 2022. LOL. But that's an interesting thing. We're talking about how excited we are about Adrian Clem. <clears throat> I'm excited about Alfredo Roberts, too, just for the fact that this guy has the tight ends fired up. They, they've they got a nickname. I, I forget what the nickname is for the tight ends. Uh, <laughs> right. It's, what is, uh, I think it's your initials, ain't it? And then um, um, we're allowed to say it in, in that form. So I think it's badass, right? Yep, it's badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we're not going to get pulled off the air for that. <laughs> um, but Kid Rock has a song, "American Badass," so it, mm-hmm. it's it's okay. Um, yeah, Alfredo Roberts is a guy to be excited about too because he has these guys fired up too. I, I'm looking for big things out of e- Ebron and Muth, but to have somebody like Gentry there now. Somebody I really respect in the live chat. I'm going to bring up Felicia. Bad. Some player shines during camp and dim during regular season. I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, he hasn't really had it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I, I understand that. But Felicia, I want you to think about something, though. There was no training camp number two for Zach Gentry. There was, they were at camp, but there was no preseason. And I think that preseason is pretty huge. You're going to see a lot of guys from the 2020 draft jump up a whole lot easier than guys from the 2019 draft did last year. And I think that uh, 
hey, I, I'm not even afraid to say it. I'm wondering, even though he had some flashes of brilliance, I'm wondering if a lack of preseason hurt Deontay Johnson last year. It quite possibly could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel, like I, guys, lo- yeah. I feel like I just lost on the game show there. <laughs> um, well, and, 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 you know, I mean, his biggest, his biggest problem to this point is drop passes, but he's still been an incredibly productive receiver over his first couple of years. He's just a young receiver. who's still trying to find his way. And, you know, if he, if he gets, if he corrects the drops, what are, what are people going to have against him? You know, I mean, it's, I know it's a big thing for a receiver, but, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing guys like him play, not in the preseason necessarily, but during, but early on in, in, in the year to see how much they've improved. So, Let's talk about Deontay Johnson real quick, and we weren't going to because he has been accounted on before. They they counted on him before, and but now it seems like nobody's counting on him because of the drops, and he's been put in another category. Kid, is this a is this a make or break year for Deontay Johnson? Shannon, I'll start with you. Last year when he. He had such a bounce back there at the end of the season uh, where he did hold on to the ball, and he was starting to show he could get deep, like in that long pass uh, in the Colts game. Um, and if his work ethic changed. He, you know, he was, they said he was staying after practice, you know, and putting in the extra time with the jugs machine and, and anybody he could get to throw him the ball. Well, this year at training camp, they say he's the first guy out there and one of the last guys to leave. Uh, sounds a lot like Harris. And so I'm expecting – I mean, he realizes his weakness, you know, and, and uh, a lot of it was just concentration. Uh, and uh, he's putting in a lot of work. And those guys, when they do that, usually you see the benefits on Sundays or in live game action. So um, – yeah, it, it could be a huge year for him, but I'm expecting a, a bounce back season early in. Tony, your thoughts on DJ 18? I really, I really like him. I really think he's a talented receiver, and 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 he's shown us a lot over the first two years, even with the struggles, even with the drops, even with um, you know lack of concentration, I, I guess uh, focus because of, you know with the, I guess that's what you can attribute the, the drops to maybe, but no, I mean I think this isn't a make or break year for him. I think, you know, they're going to want to, he's, he's too talented for that. He's already shown us how talented and, and, and how big of a focal point he can be for this offense. I mean, look at how productive he was uh, in 2019, his rookie year without Ben with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges throwing him the ball. So no, I, I like him a lot. And I think, you know, and, and a lot of people are like this nowadays. It's like either, either somebody's great or they totally or totally horrible. There's no in between. And I think with a young player like that, you have to give them time to improve and to make mistakes and to get better and, and, and to become true professionals. And I think you might see that this year with, with Deontay Johnson. I'm, I'm really confident in him. I really think he can go on and be a, uh, like a, a, almost an all pro level tight end. I, I, I mean, receiver, I'm sorry. Some Tony, guys, some guys um, young guys, especially can get the yips. I mean, they're you know they're scared of getting used to it. Was get ear hole, but they don't that don't happen anymore. You right. can't go to the head, but they still don't want to get their bell rung. Mm-hmm. But with him, you could tell it wasn't a lack of courage. It was that he wanted to catch that ball and run with it because he's so quick. He knows once he gets the ball in his hands that that's where he's the most dangerous. So he's first got to secure that catch. 
then he right. can, you know, use that quickness. And uh, right. uh, but, yeah, that's part of maturity, and I think you will. Look at Steelers Pittsburgh saying this. I think Deontay is still leery about getting his bell rung and bleeding from the ear. Because could that? You know, I'm not a. After being, I'm a huge fan of the new the new show, the new season, also of Ted Lasso. And you can't say the the Y word in Ted Lasso because that's that's like a jinx word. So I can't say the word. But do you think that's the reason, guys, that? Deontay started having some problems because he did get his bell rung and he was bleeding like crazy. He did come back in the play that same game. But do you mm -hmm. think that could be a part of the problem? You could say the word. I just won't say it. I don't know what it is. The word? Yeah. The yips. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh, I said it. Oh, okay, okay. I said, <laughs> I said yips earlier. <laughs> the Y word, yeah. It's... Yeah. Watch, watch Ted Lasso if you get a chance to see see that on apple tv it's the greatest show ever yeah i don't think that's it though i really don't uh i mean just watching him uh if you watch his eyes when they do the close-ups right when the ball's coming in guys that are worried about getting hit they're looking trying to see where the defender is right he's he's doing it more yeah he's doing it more in a way that he's trying to see where they're at so he can put a move on him not because he's scared of them hitting him. at least that's right. the way it looks to me uh, all right, Tony, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Um, even though you corrected yourself, Mr. Wilbar's giving you some, uh, giving, throwing some shade <laughs> at you. DJ must have added a lot of weight to be an all pro tight end. So um, should we, should we put Wilbar in timeout for that? I mean, you know, it's, it's the internet. It's the internet. And you know how it is on here. And once you make a mistake, it's there forever. So I have, I have to own that mistake. I said tight end instead of receiver. When I meant to say offensive lineman, I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of offensive linemen, we've got a super chat from our good friend Sean Manahan, $2. As long as our O-line is ranked 16th, we are legitimate. I got to tell you, yeah, yeah, that's true. But we are going to talk about the offensive line because the offensive line is being counted on from some guys that have never been counted on. And we're going to talk about that O-line when we come back. And we're going to talk about Shannon's picks. And Tony's picks for guys that we maybe we should be counting on that we've never had before. So stick around. If you are on Facebook or YouTube, you know what to do. You just stick around. Let us stretch. And, uh, you know, it's five seconds. I know some people don't love it. But give us that five-second stretch. And then if you are on YouTube. No, not YouTube. If you are listening to these YouTube shows on any of our podcast platforms. Say maybe it's Thursday and you're rolling around in your car getting ready for the game and you're like, I want to see what BTSC is saying. And let's <laughs> check out The Hangover because I missed it the other day, which um, that's what some people do. So if you're checking us out on there, we love you. Thank you so much. Go on over to number two and you will find out what we've got to say right after this on Behind the Steel Curtains, award-winning, in my own mind, The Hangover. <laughs> 